Sup, y'all, and welcome to the Christmas edition of Press Hot Sports. I'm Jack Vita. Today's going to be a really fun podcast. I have a great guest joining me in a little bit. We're going to talk about my favorite Christmas movie, The Santa Claus, starring Tim Allen from 1994. And no, I don't know anyone better to talk about this with than our filmmaker friend over here at Press On Sports, Tommy Weber. Tommy, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you, Jack? I'm good. And also, I should add... Uh, elementary school, junior high school classmate. That's right. Long time friends. Long time knowing each other. And at this time, I also want to say greetings to all of our classmates who are listening right now. Hey there. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about The Santa Claus, which my favorite Christmas movie, I should say. I don't think it's the absolute best Christmas movie, but it's my personal favorite just because it's attached to a lot of memories from my childhood. Yeah, it is a really good one. That one is up there for me. I think my my all time favorite is definitely Elf. Yeah, but Santa Claus is uh, is a close contender. Yeah, I I think Elf is the best one. This is my favorite, and I think part of it is we grew up in that time where there were Christmases and we Elf didn't exist that we'd watch this instead. Right. Yeah. This was kind of the the Elf for me growing up before Elf was around. Yeah. Yeah. So this came out in 1994. As I mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit about production and casting of this movie. Uh, So that was the year I was born. I think you were 93. 93, yeah. (laughs) But neither of us saw this in theaters. No, (laughs) definitely not. (laughs) We could have. We just wouldn't remember. It would be a wasted movie ticket purchase. That's right. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about casting for this role. They get Tim Allen... What do you think of uh, casting Tim Allen for the role of Scott Calvin, a.k.a. Santa Claus? I mean, picking Tim Allen was a no-brainer. It's hard to picture anybody else in the role. He just does it so well, and I think especially with his performances in Home Improvement, uh, he, he just had this persona of, uh, of being uh, a dad that that works hard uh, in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's perfect for this role. Um, Well, I'll talk a little bit more about Tim Allen in a second, but something interesting, Tommy, I was doing a little research for this movie. This originally wasn't going to go to Tim Allen, the role. Really? Yeah. And this was originally written for Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I I could see him doing that, actually. I forgot about Bill Murray. But he would be a good Santa Claus as well. I'd like to see him be Santa Claus now in a different yeah. Santa movie. I think I'd like Bill Murray as Santa Claus. But I don't know about this movie necessarily in terms of what Santa Claus is in this franchise. I think the Tim Allen version is just so perfect. Yeah, and I think that's probably why they you know, ultimately picked Tim Allen for the role. Well, they actually, Bill Murray turned it down. Oh, he turned it down? Yeah, he said "Wow." he just felt like it didn't really fit him because... Huh. I think Bill Murray, he's a little more of a goofball, and Tim Allen is maybe half a goofball. Like, he's goofy and silly. I could see that. But at the same time, there were the, the sarcastic quips and, yeah. the, and the, the snappy one-liners uh, coming from, from Scott Calvin. Uh, it's very Bill Murray-ish. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I suppose, I think the one thing that would be different is Tim Allen has the right like the deep voice yeah. for Santa Claus. Yeah, what a great voice Tim Allen has. Buzz Lightyear. This is right in his heyday, so 
1991, Home Improvement starts. 1994, The Santa Claus comes out. 1995, Toy Story. What a four-year stretch there. Man, oh, man. (laughs) And it's also interesting. So here's another uh, interesting nugget of information I dug up. This says from IMDb, for one week in 1994, Tim Allen had the number one movie at the box office, the number one rated television show, and the number one New York Times bestseller. Wow, that's crazy. He was really he was really getting at it. What was his book? It's called uh, Don't Stand Too Close to a Naked Man, <laughs> which is just so him. If I saw that title in a bookstore, I'd probably pick it up for 10 bucks. <laughs> you might be able to pick it up at Goodwill for 50 cents these days. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I love Tim Allen's brand of comedy. I th- I'm a big fan of it. It's kind of interesting because... We talk about him and these successes that he's had. He's been—he hasn't been in too many movies, but his movies have either been very big hit or miss. Yeah, it's funny now that you say that. I can't—I can't think of a movie that I've seen Tim Allen in besides Toy Story Three for uh-huh. a, a long time. What else has he been in? Recently? Um. Nothing really recently. Uh, he was in some movies like Christmas with the Cranks in 2003. Oh, that's right. So he was in some kind of movies like that. But these were like a couple of these movies were huge box office hits. The ones that we talk about. But then he was in some other Disney movies that I hadn't even heard of before. One was called Jungle to Jungle. Oh, I remember Jungle <laughs> to Jungle. Wow. Yeah, the one where his uh, he finds out he has a son that's like a wild boy, yeah. and then uh, they they try to have bonding time. That was a a weird movie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. Didn't get the best reviews. Don't know how it did at the box office, but maybe not up to standards of these other movies. <laughs> no, definitely not. It was it was an odd one. I think but, it was it was good enough for for me as a child to like, but. I don't think I'd like it now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and the other thing I just want to say about Tim Allen's brand of comedy is I think it's very unique because he's always been the classic man's man. A lot of his humor is centered around just men being men. But when I say that, you would think I'm talking about very raunchiness. But his he has a very wholesome persona. That's true. A lot of his humor is centered around uh, just what it's like to be a dude and not necessarily in the locker room talk kind yeah. of way. Yeah. Yeah. Home improvement is all about differences between a man and his wife and how they communicate so differently. And most of the time the man is very wrong. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, I just thought great. This is a slam dunk casting right here. And uh, now we're at the movie. We got a very unique premise here, Tommy. You want to tell us about what this movie's about real quick? Yes, this premise is also bizarre (laughs) to list out on paper because it starts with Tim Allen killing Santa Claus (laughs) and then taking his clothes and his ride and taking his job. (laughs) I never thought of it from that lens. <laughs> I can't even imagine what what the initial pitch was for that, but <laughs> um, but no, but then but then it goes through the themes of him uh, trying to preserve uh, the childlike innocence of 
his son's belief in Santa Claus while his ex-wife and her new husband are trying to teach the boy to grow up and give up that belief. And then, uh, and then Tim Allen ultimately realizes that it's more than just believing in something because it's fun, but believing in something because it's true. Uh, and, and becoming the new representative of, of Christmas. That's a big role, by the way. Yes. <laughs> In fact, Bernard will even say to him, like, if you don't do this, you're going to ruin Christmas for millions of children around the world. <laughs> and with stakes like those, I don't know how you can go wrong. And uh, you mentioned the ex-wife and the, her now, her new husband, I really love the dynamic that Neil is his name in the movie. Uh, Judge Reinhold in quick sidebar. Yes, name like Judge Reinhold. That just sounds like an action star right there. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I saw that name in the credits, and I was like, "There's someone walking among us named Judge Reinhold." <laughs> it was amazing. And he he's been in a lot of stuff. I always just think of him as Neil with the sweaters, which I actually kind of like his sweaters, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Or the other one is the close talker in Seinfeld. He's the close talker in Seinfeld? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, we. Yeah, um, but I love the dynamic that this guy is a psychiatrist. Yes. Oh, man. Especially, and I mean, I think especially because in, I mean, it's popular now, but in the 90s, too, there's a lot, there were a lot more pop culture references uh, regarding psychiatry, and I think psychiatry was becoming a, a new fad, and it was uh, it was really interesting to pit psychiatry against belief, um, and and trying to like draw the line between what is what is a delusion and what's something that you just need to leave alone. I had I have to admit, Neil frustrated me so <laughs> much. I I just wanted him to to shut up every time he opened his mouth because he just couldn't get enough of himself, I felt. <laughs> yeah, Neil is he's very funny because he has the line where he's like it's like a mix of condescension but also concern where he says like, "Oh boy, Scott, you really need to call me. Here's my card. Like you need some psychiatric help." <laughs> But I actually, I really like Neil in the second movie because his relationship to Scott, I think is just hilarious how they like clearly don't like each other, but then they end up having more of a complicated relationship where it seems like they actually become like family, I guess, towards it. Yeah. I think that's more in the second one. Maybe not as much in this movie though. It's yeah. It's been a while since I've seen the second one. I watched the first one again to uh, to refresh my memory uh, in preparation for this. Um, but the one the one thing that I I do remember from Santa Claus Two was the scene where Charlie is graffitiing up the the gymnasium yes. <laughs> with like an Aaron Carter patriotic song playing in the background it was a really weird choice to show a teen rebellion but <laughs> i gotta do it in some pg disney form but yeah that was right. an odd selection i mean i think you could play like maybe the click five or someone like that yeah <laughs> or bowling yeah. for soup one of the things that neil says that's very interesting is he tells charlie 
First of all, he's very adamant about the idea that kids should not believe in Santa. And there's a reason to this, which we will get to um, in a little bit. But he says to Charlie, Santa is more like an emotion or a feeling rather than an actual (laughs) mascot of Christmas. Like, there are better ways to present that than a feeling, I feel. Right. It's just, it's kind of like trying to have your cake and eat it, too. He wants the son to stop believing in Christmas, but he also, uh, or to stop believing in Santa, but he still wants him to be excited about Christmas, and he's, uh, and he's just not, uh, he's not budging on his viewpoint, so he's trying to do what he thinks is a compromise. Yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of funny in its own right. And then uh, just the early parts of this movie, they're really highlighting the fact of this, what will be a big transformation for the character of Scott in the sense that he really is not the best guy to start the movie. No. Yeah. You start, I mean, he starts being just a a total tool when he's driving home and pretending that he's in traffic. It (laughs) was, uh, yeah. Yeah, they did a good job establishing that he's uh, he's not the most selfless character. And then you have the trope of like the dad's trying to cook some nice dinner, and there's the other dad at the diner, and he burnt his hand. Like I feel like that's very common in a lot of movies, right? And everyone ends up at Denny's. Which okay, by the way, that is yeah. the most unrealistic part in this movie about Santa Claus was a crowded Denny's. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually shot at a real Denny's, too. <laughs> um, I found that out. Yeah, on Christmas Eve, I've actually never been to Denny's before, believe it or not. But, oh, really? Yeah. You're not missing out. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm more of a Walker Brothers fan. But uh, mm-hmm. let's see. So one of the things I want to talk about, and we'll be referencing this throughout the podcast, is... There are a lot of faith elements in this movie, which I think is makes this a great movie to talk about, not only just in the sense of a Christmas movie. Um, you and I are both Christians, uh, mm-hmm. and we will say that. We're vocal about that. Um, but Christmas, there's always like this conversation. Is it about Santa Claus or is it about Jesus? But I think in some of these movies, faith can exist in the form of Santa Claus. If that makes sense, did I word that the best? <laughs> I, I think I know the heart behind what you're yeah. what you're saying. I think yeah, what you're talking about is like yeah, not that, not that Santa is you know someone to be worshipped, but just that it's yeah. it it can easily be used as a metaphor for mm-hmm. faith. And yes, yeah, exactly. So we're gonna see a lot of this in this movie, in my opinion, at least. The first note mention of this is when Charlie is asking Scott about, so what? what's the deal, but why do you believe in it? Or he's trying to disprove Santa, basically. He's when he's reading the story to him before bed. Tim Allen says, sometimes believing in something means you just believe in it. Which is maybe not the best defense. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think that's kind of, and I think that's part of his arc is in the beginning he's, in the beginning he's just trying to go through the motions and believe, or get his son to believe in something without the conviction behind it. But by the end he really stands up for it. Yes. And, uh, and it's no longer just you believe in something because you believe it, but... You believe in something because it's true. Yeah. I like the one line 
uh, where you know he talks about. I think it's uh, the. Uh, the little elf tells yeah. him that seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. Yeah, and that's going to be one of the, uh, probably the most, maybe the most memorable line from the first two movies, at least from this franchise. Uh, because I feel like if you say that to a lot of people and they've seen this movie, they're going to know, oh, the Santa Claus. Right. Santa Claus 2. They say it even more in Santa Claus 2. Um, I have the actual quote from that, and that's a great, let's talk, we'll talk about that a little more right now. So, the North Pole, this is after he spends his first night at Santa Claus. He doesn't know what's going on. He thinks it's a dream. He, he, he wasn't even drinking or anything. Like, right. <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about that. But um, yeah. he says, you're a nice little elf, but this is a dream. I mean, this is fantastic. Is that a polar bear directing traffic? I see it, but I don't believe it. And then Judy is the elf's name, and she says... That's right. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Kids don't have to see this place to know it's real. They just know. Yeah. I think that's the the perfect summation of what the movie is about. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I want to compare that seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing, to there's a Bible verse that, that made me think of one Bible verse, and that's Hebrews 11.1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yes, that is, uh, that's a perfect parallel to it. The idea that um, just because something isn't physically in the room doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. The fact that we, the presence of our faith is evidence supporting, supporting the reality of, yeah, of, uh, of God's existence. Yeah, and there's this is going to be referenced again later when uh, Neil says to Charlie, Neil Neil really gets at Charlie's grill a couple of times. He's like, there's one point where he looks right into his eyes. He says, there's no Santa Claus. He gets real mean. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, it's almost comical. I think it's funny. This movie's a little ridiculous in some ways. Um I don't want to spend too much time on that because there are enough hipsters out there that are going to try to ruin the movie in that way. But it's kind of funny that kids think, or well, the parents in this movie think it's the worst thing ever for this kid to believe in Santa. Right. <clears throat> but he'll he's going to say, Neil's going to say to Charlie, um, there's no Santa Claus. And Charlie says, well, have you ever seen a million dollars? And he says, no. Well, just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's true. Yeah, it's interesting. The the lines that people draw on uh, on what they'll choose to believe exists even though they haven't seen it. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of interesting parts on this. Do you want to just continue and talk about this whole um, metaphor in the movie and then we can move on to something else? Or do you want to come back to this? Um, let's... Let's come back to it. What's okay, okay. Topic? Yeah. All right. Um, well, there's some funny Easter eggs in this movie. Uh, you see, <laughs> there are two when he's flying the sleigh. The first is, I don't know if you caught this, but there's a home improvement nod that he makes in this. Oh, really? What yeah. is it? Ho, ho, ho. Where it's like the, he does it like the grunt he does on home improvement. Oh, like the, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it justice. I'm not, don't have that in my 
uh, Rolodex of impressions, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, and then another one is when you look, <laughs> if you look at the moon when they're flying away from the North Pole later in the movie, you see Mickey Mouse ears on the moon. No. Really? Yes. Oh, and I have to go back and look at that. <laughs> wow, that's sneaky. <laughs> yeah. So some interesting things in there. Um, how long do you think this previous santa claus was serving as santa do you think there have been a lot of santas over the course of time or yeah i wonder that you have to wonder is like is this the og saint nick or is this yeah another you know long line of of santas who got killed because of you know someone thinking it was a home invader yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's kind of funny how matter of fact the elves are about this oh yeah you're a santa oh well we lost that guy who cares yeah the fact yeah the fact that this doesn't grieve the elves shows that this must be a fairly common thing yeah there's a a fast turnaround in the santa department (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that makes me wonder and this actually i wonder how long tim allen is going to be santa claus well the end of of the first santa claus movie when charlie says he thinks he'll go into the family business I don't think the writers meant this when they wrote it, but that definitely sounds like Charlie plans on killing his dad. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I don't think that was the case. I was thinking, I thought of that quote myself, um, and that's hilarious, by the way. Um, I was thinking that's the potential, if they ever want to make another Santa Claus movie, where Tim Allen is retiring as Santa. Because now he has his own kid, he has a new kid in the third movie, his... Mrs. Claus is having a child. Maybe he wants to retire, focus on something else, and he's training Charlie as the next Santa Claus. That would be good. That would be a, a much better way to leave the job than uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make for that would make for an interesting premise of passing on the torch and trying to uh, trying to yeah bring in the next generation uh, of uh, of Santa. Yeah, yeah. I think. It'd be interesting. Now, do you want the original actor for Charlie in this movie? Or do you want to bring in another star in this movie of someone that, like, someone who's younger than Tim Allen, who's, like, 30 in real life? Uh, I think I'd want, I'd just want a good actor. I don't know what Eric Lloyd has been up to (laughs) since then. Eric Lloyd is the guy who played Charlie. Um, uh, But if, uh, if... If he hasn't really been pursuing an acting career, if he hasn't been that great, I don't think I could stand a 90-minute movie where he's the star. (laughs) (laughs) Which brings me to another question. If Santa Claus were to be made in the year 2018, so we're going to take Tim Allen out of the running for this role, who do you think would be a good Santa Claus? A good Santa Claus now, in 2018, for the same script and everything? Yeah. All that, yeah. You know, this would be kind of it'd be an odd choice, but I feel I feel like it would make sense. What about um, Robert Downey Jr.? Robert Downey, I could see that actually. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I could see. Uh, I feel like just yeah. the, the delivery and the 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 dryness that uh, that Scott Calvin has. I think Robert Downey Jr. could bring could bring a lot to the table for that. I I think that would be great. I didn't even think of him. I was thinking Mark Wahlberg. 
Mark Wahlberg as Santa. Because I think he oh. has that same sort of persona as like the man's man, like Tim Allen. And he's doing a lot more family movies now. And he's done some more comedy recently. I think That's he'd be true. good. That's true. I could see that. I could see him. Uh, I could see him being Santa Claus in a movie. Maybe, maybe in a few more years down the road. I feel like he maybe is a little too. No. You know, it's just funny. I think the the one thing that would keep me from from thinking about that is just uh, you ever see The Departed? Yeah. Just picturing him in, from The Departed, <laughs> but as Santa, I don't know. It, <laughs> I'm the Santa who does his job. You must be the other guy. You must be the other elf. <laughs> picturing Santa wearing, you know, trash bags on his feet, shooting <laughs> Matt Damon in the face. Man, you're dark today. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't know. Where, yeah, I don't know where my brain's going. <laughs> one other thought. One other person that could be maybe an out-of-the-box pick because he hasn't had a whole lot of movies. And by the way, this was the... First lead role that Tim Allen ever had in a movie. I don't know if I mentioned that before. This was? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Which makes a little bit of sense why he wasn't the first choice. Right. Yeah, this is a, yeah, I'd say yeah, this would be a, a landmark uh in his career. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then the other one I thought of was someone else who would be their first feature role and it's kind of they're also someone that I can't picture in too many movies as the lead but Keenan Thompson from SNL Keenan Thompson for the Santa Claus yeah that would be really funny yeah that would be really funny <laughs> I'd like to see him be Santa <laughs> or if he's not Santa here in another Santa role like I think he'd right. be a good Santa Claus so. yeah so we could talk a little bit about some of these scenes in the middle of the movie after he has this experience as Santa Claus. People think he's crazy, which that's the realistic part of this movie. Also, another interesting parallel, it reminds me a little bit of a Marvel movie in the sense mm. of he's there's the claws, which... By the way, I didn't know the difference between Santa Claus and the Santa Claus as a kid. Right, yeah, the spelling, yeah, the yeah, the joke in the spelling came to me much later yeah. also, yeah. <laughs> like in terms of a legal term. But yeah. there's something where, in Bernard will paraphrase it as, you put on the suit, you're the big guy, which has been seen in tons of commercials over the years whenever you see, oh, the Santa Claus on Disney Channel, December right. 2nd. <laughs> um, but the you put on the suit, you're the big guy. It reminds me a little of Thor with whosoever holds this hammer. Right. It's yeah, the the power being bestowed on somebody whether they wanted it or not. Um, although Thor really wanted it, I guess. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, but that idea of of you know unwillingly having to take on the responsibility of. Uh, of this global icon. Yeah. yeah. And Santa is someone who's heroic. People who see him who thinks, oh, this guy thinks he's Santa Claus. It's a little similar to someone getting a superpower and that being like, oh, that person thinks they have superpowers. Like, what? For sure. The the Marvel movie that actually came to mind for me uh, when I was thinking about this, because I, I, I had a similar thought about that, was um, Doctor Strange. Oh, Actually, I haven't seen that, but... Oh, it's really good. You should check yeah, it out. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. Why you thought of that, and for people who might not know who Doctor Strange is. Yeah, so Doctor Strange is... Um, he was this you know famous surgeon. Uh, he was very uh, conceited, and he would be very selective in the patients he chose. He wouldn't ever pick 
a patient that was risky. He would only ever pick, you know, someone that he knew he could do because then he has a really great looking record. And then he's in this horrible car accident. He loses the use of his hands and all of a sudden his career is out the window and he uh, you know, goes to the ends of the earth to try to fix his hands. And he ultimately ends up um, learning about uh, these mystic arts through some monks uh, who are able to give, like they are able to restore the use of his hands. But then on top of that, he learns more about this uh, this spiritual warfare that's going on all around us, and he and a major theme in that movie is also that seeing is not believing, but believing is seeing. Oh, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, there's a uh, but so that was that was another person who kind of came to mind uh, as I was thinking about that was uh, was Doctor Strange's arc in uh, becoming a person who believes in these things that were otherwise you know crazy sounding and then going back home and trying to tell people about like hey so this thing happened to me and look at how crazy this stuff is and everyone's like are you are you nuts like what happened to you you used to be this reasonable person and now all of a sudden you you're believing in this mumbo jumbo and uh, and he's uh, and he ultimately you know has to come with come to terms with the fact that you know no one else is going to believe me but i'm still uh, i still have uh an obligation to save them even if they don't realize it which is also could be looked at in the form of religion in terms of someone in terms of predestination or whatever you have it where god picks someone and all of a sudden maybe like the apostle paul who now all of a sudden he's like I just know this is real. Like, I kind of wish it wasn't the case, but, like, I know this is real. This is the way I'm going to live my life, and I want other people to know about it. Right. And people are going to be like, are you kidding me? Like, who are you? You used to do all these other things, and now you believe in this? And Right. You used to chill out by uh, by all the other people who had stoned the Christians, and now all of a sudden you're yeah. saying you are one? Like, yeah, yeah. That, that whole thing. Like, what happened to you? Yeah. So I think that's it. I... Like, as you were pref, I didn't even think much of that, but as you were talking about that, I thought of that idea. (laughs) There's a lot of, another funny, um, it's in the middle of this movie, I think there's just a lot of comedy in terms of he's slowly turning into Santa Claus, all of a sudden he wakes up, he's 45 pounds heavier. Yes. (laughs) I loved the, I loved the part when he goes to the doctor and he's like, I gained 45 pounds in a week, like what happened? He's like, well, what's your diet been like? He's like, oh, I've been... Eat cookies and cake and cheesecake and, a, <laughs> and milk all and this cookies. stuff. <laughs> he goes, Sometimes I don't drink all the milk. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Like, cut that out. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's just kind of funny. His body must be demanding the milk and cookies because if he was eating, like, if he was choosing to eat healthy, would he still be developing that body? Because I think he would be. Yeah, I wonder because yeah, it's like what are the chicken like, versus the egg? What's the <laughs> yeah? Is it yeah? Is it was it the milk and cookies that made him fat, or was it just being Santa that makes him fat? It <laughs> makes him want milk and cookies, right? Exactly. I think yeah, it must be a little bit of both, and um, and then also seeing, of course, the the tremendous hair growth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's insane. I love. I would the kill scene. to have a beard like that, though. I'm not a big beard guy, but I respect the people who can tolerate, you know, <laughs> having all that on your face because yeah. it it t- bothers me. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can it can get pretty itchy sometimes. <laughs> Off that thought, uh, <laughs> I really like the part where they're at the zoo because I haven't been to a zoo in years, but zoos are fun. Uh, polar bears, there's something that's just very peaceful about this scene. But the best part, when all the reindeer start following him out of the zoo. Yes. <laughs> He's just walking. He doesn't even notice that they're following him and there's some zookeeper running <laughs> to catch them. <laughs> and then oh, you'll man. see the same thing where all these kids are attracted to him because they know he's Santa Claus. So they're all lining up on a bench to talk to him. Right. Yeah, you just yeah this uh, this natural magnetism that he had. I mean, it probably didn't help that he had the white beard and was wearing a red hoodie. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. Um, I really like the uh, my favorite part in terms of the comedy of this scene, or at least this part of the movie. I would say is the scene where he's at work. And they're doing a lunch, and he just orders all that food. Yes. And he just they're all waiting for him to finish his food. <laughs> I feel like that scene, yeah, that scene sticks out in memory. Even before watching this movie, that was the one yeah. scene that, that stuck out. It's very iconic, Yes, I think, of uh, you know, seeing the beginning of his, of his real transformation yeah. as Santa. Funniest part of this is when they start pitching the idea of Santa... With a panzer. Yes. Which is... Riding around in the tank. <laughs> I think Tim Allen is the only comedian I've heard use the word panzer more than once. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Outside of a World War II movie. Yeah. This is... <laughs> and it, the thing is, like I said, he said it more than once. I've definitely heard him say it in Home Improvement and Last Man Standing. So he says it more than twice. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, interesting typecasting as man who says panzer. Yeah. <laughs> Call Tim Allen first. <laughs> He's really into all that military kind of stuff, yeah. so that's hilarious, though. And Tim Allen pointing out the absurdities of you can't have him rolling down the block in a Panzer, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you can't. Uh, <laughs> you can't all of a sudden get rid of the the reindeer and the. Why are you trying to reinvent the wheel here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we're just trying to sell a toy here. Like, yeah. relax a little bit, Scott. <laughs> Anything else from this middle part of the movie that you found funny or is worthy of mentioning? No, I think we covered it pretty good. Yeah. Um, I did think of a piece of Santa Claus trivia, though. Oh. Um, of, uh, of, well, I guess St. Nick trivia, I should say. Yeah. So the, the historical St. Nick uh, in the Council of Nicaea, um, he was there... With the rest of uh, with the rest of some of the the original great minds of Christianity when they were trying to figure out like well you know what is the actual foundation of our faith what is the Trinity which like you know of these historical texts which ones do we feel are um, you know which ones do we feel should be included in the biblical canon and all this is part of that and uh, and there was. Another uh, thinker there named Arius who had suggested that uh, Jesus wasn't Jesus and the Holy Spirit um, were not God but just creations of God, and supposedly, and this legend came up like a thousand years later, so it's probably not true, but I want to believe it's true. So, but supposedly, <laughs> that that blasphemy made Saint Nick so angry that he ran to the front of the room and punched Arius in the face. 
and then he spent the night in the slammer. <laughs> and did you see this represented in the movie in any form? <laughs> no, but I just thought it was a fun show. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah, I just wasn't quite sure uh, if you were going to tie that back to anything, but I appreciate the trivia. That's, no. <laughs> that's really neat. <laughs> I lo- the trivia is good. I mean, th- as I mentioned, Christmas edition of Press on Sports, so we're getting Christmassy right. here. That's right. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> um, I think it's funny when there's another biblical reference when... Tim Allen refers to Bernard as Barabbas. <laughs> He's like, hey, Barabbas. That's some, some biblical deep cuts right there. <laughs> For those who don't know, uh, the crucifixion, they offered, they said, we could free Jesus or we can let you free someone else. And they chose that they wanted this murderer, Barabbas. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where Barabbas comes from. And uh, once again, getting on something else that's a little dark here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny. Here's an interesting one, Tommy. Uh, elves in the Santa Claus, they're all played by children. Elves in the movie Elf, they're all adults that look kind of dolled up as childlike. Which do you prefer? Hmm. I think I liked the adult elves better, but they might also just be more related to the actual the dialogue and the the workplace banter that they had going on yeah. in the elf movie. Yeah. Um, but the but the idea of like the you know these people looking like children and they're thousands of years old yeah. uh, was really funny, and then having like the special like. SEAL Team 6 Elf Squad. <laughs> yeah, ELFS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they're both really funny in their own right. Yeah. I did also, I really liked the uh, the more modernized Santa's Workshop. You know, like, have, like getting in there required mm-hmm. like a keypad punch code and things like that. It just makes sense that, of course, Santa's keeping up to date on all the latest technologies. You know, it's yeah. kind of funny, though, because the North Pole in this movie is kind of a dump. Like, it looks like a bar or a basement. Yes. And then the second movie, I know it's been a while since you watched that, or even the third movie, the North Pole is so much nicer. It's more of a village type feel, where this just looks like a dirty little basement. Something that I didn't realize also, I think probably just because, you know, as kids, we probably saw the first and second Santa Claus movies so closely together. I didn't realize there were eight years between them. There's nearly a decade between between each movie. Uh, but but of course it makes sense because Charlie's all you know grown up in the next one. But mm-hmm. yeah, teenager. Yeah, naughty list. Yes. I, by the way, I think based on how this is going, we may have to do a Santa Claus two next year. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Podcast. So um, let's see. I know I had some other notes here. Oh, you know another thing in the middle of this movie, and then we can move towards the central plot, uh, which really it goes from. It being crazy, him being crazy to he can no longer take care of his kid. We'll get to that in a second. One more thing in the middle of the movie, I saw uh, he gets the list in the mail, uh, the naughty and nice list. Right. And this reminded me of Bruce Almighty with the prayer requests. Oh yeah, when he turns <laughs> it into into emails, and that's right. I think oh man, both those movies are so great, Santa Claus and Bruce Almighty, such a such clever ideas and premises. Definitely. Yeah. So that was one more thought. But yeah, I, do you think it's a little extreme for 
Laura and Neil to take away Scott's uh, visitation. Yeah, I mean, it... Yeah, it was definitely uh, not a cool move. I can understand where they're coming from, but yeah. they really feel like he's becoming like a, a you know a danger psychologically to take away his visitation rights. But I feel like they skipped a few steps before just mm-hmm. you know going nuclear like that. I really like the scene, uh, and this is going to be connected to faith. Uh, I will just preface this by saying that where they're right about to have Charlie go in and talk to the judge, and or actually Charlie's in there talking at the time, and Laura and Neil are talking about when they stop believing in Santa Claus. And I think there's a this is a really deep scene. I really enjoy it. It reminded me of yeah. people who lose their faith in God. Yeah, yeah, it very much felt uh, reflective of that, of... Um, yeah, people talking about you know the different upbringings and the different family situations and the and the different things that happened in their lives that make them stop believing or mm-hmm. become disillusioned with what's going on. They both wanted something, and there's a sweet bit of nostalgia here where they talk about the toys that they wanted, which is going to get even better in the second movie where they have a whole scene where they get all those. Do you remember the scene in Santa Claus 2? It's the holiday Christmas party, and it's really lame, and Tim Allen comes in, and he just brings all the toys of all the teachers and what their favorite toy was as a kid. No, I don't. Oh, man. <laughs> that's That might be my favorite movie in any Christmas movie. I love it. You'll really? have to watch it later. But, okay. Um, anywho, they're saying you know they wanted these gifts as a kid. They didn't get it. It kind of reminded me of someone who is praying for something for a long time, and the answer is no, and or maybe something horrific happened to them, and they no longer believe in God. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, it feels exactly like that, and and I'm sure everyone's got uh you know got some kind of story that they can relate to where they have a crisis of faith, whether or not they fell away, um you know being the end result, but I think it's a very it's a very relatable and humanizing mm-hmm. scene for both of them. Yeah. I think it's great. So then he loses, he loses Charlie, and he doesn't go about this the best way. He just breaks that rule, which is not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. He he definitely uh, yeah the a father's love for his son definitely uh, overcame the the boundaries of law, which of course you know got him in trouble, and he ended up in jail for if you know for maybe an hour or two. Before the ELFS uh, came to save him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which, that's another really fun scene where they're weaponizing Santa of how he can protect himself. They're on the, cr- the cops are on the crackdown to catch every single Santa. It's ridiculous, but I love it. I love those, how his main concern is they're showing like, oh yeah, we got this fireproof suit and all this stuff. And he's like, yes, but what will save me from falling off a roof? <laughs> he's like he goes I know what the number one danger is and I don't want that to happen to me <laughs> is there an answer to that question I have no idea I mean I guess I feel like he could make like an inflatable suit maybe he could like bounce or something or yeah or maybe just uh, some magnetic boots he could stick onto the onto the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the moonwalk shoes or whatever no right. what are those called the, Something like the moon that. boots? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, that's really... It's kind of really funny how, re- based on their actions, they should have no trust in Scott to be around their kid. 
and yet they still leave him alone with him. That was, yeah, a little... <laughs> that was just, like, a little bit of, like, okay, I, you know... I'll, yeah, a little suspension of disbelief, but yeah, I think if that was, if that was me in this situation at that point, if I were, uh, if I were, you know, Wendy and, uh, or Laura and Bernard, I would have, uh, I would have been like, no, we're going to sit right here and you guys can talk (laughs) in front of us. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't want to go too much in the absurdities of this movie because, You know, you could do that with any movie. At the end of the day, it's a movie. It's that's fun, true. But yeah, and that's the point is, yeah, for movies to be fun. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it makes the movie better. I think it's kind of funny if this movie were to happen today, there would have to be some sort of a hashtag free Santa, like, Twitter campaign. <laughs> hashtag free Santa. That would, be, that would be really funny. I haven't... So, yeah, and I don't know if uh, the new, like, Kurt Russell Santa Claus movie covers this at all, but seeing uh, Santa... Uh, in the age of social media, would be a really interesting premise for a movie. Yeah, and maybe that's what if they ever made like a you know Santa Claus for you know maybe that's what it is like someone gets like cell phone footage of Santa and all. Of a oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd <laughs> be interesting. Sudden, yeah, and then there's like this huge like oh everyone's going to the North Pole now trying to find the workshop and uh, and you know. Or Santa's getting like sponsorship deals, <laughs> endorsement deals. <laughs> Trying to be like, oh, we're, well, uh, yeah. How about this? Like, we're Nike. We'll give you a bunch of funding for your workshop <laughs> if you only, you know, give Nike presents. Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that just is making me think of Will Ferrell and Talladega Nights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe he should be Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there hasn't been a good Will Ferrell movie in a long time, by the way. That new Sherlock Holmes movie looks pretty promising, though. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too optimistic. No? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to talk uh, movies into this, but uh, I, it is kind of a sad but also encouraging scene at the same time when all the kids are like, leave Santa alone. Santa didn't do anything wrong. And he says, don't worry, kids. I'll be all right. And he gives them the thumbs up as he's being driven away in a cop car. Yeah. Oh, man. How heartbreaking would that be as a kid to see uh, to see Santa get arrested? Man. <laughs> But uh, it was nice though to see that uh, hidden in the crowd of uh, of the kids, uh, you see like kids with the little like elf ears, yeah, up, and you're like, oh, he's got people, he's got people right there. Yeah, that is a great part. You'll see that, and that'll continue um, up to the end. Uh, there isn't. I don't have too many thoughts on this Santa chase down scene and get out, but we can go to the very end of this movie if you're ready to. Sure. Um, this is where he goes down the chimney, or well, he returns back to the house because he already went down the chimney. It's the Miller's house, Charlie's house, his parents, and they finally see that he is Santa Claus, which I think is just a beautiful part of this movie. Yeah, when they finally, it, it was, yeah, and it wasn't that, uh, it wasn't through any kind of uh, magical display, which they do get, you know, shortly after, but it was just being in the room with him and all of a sudden something just clicked yes and yeah i think there was something really magical about um about having that that it it wasn't about trying to prove anything but just showing who you are as a person and uh and and them realizing like no this is undeniably santa yeah Yeah. and I i think that's really cool it is also 
in the faith sense of someone, which I, I jotted down this Bible verse, another one that connects with me in relation to this part. And it's uh, 2 Corinthians three sixteen and 17. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So just mm. this idea that there's this veil that's blocking you from seeing something and now the veil is lifted and they're able to see Scott as Santa. Yes. Yeah, the scales falling from their eyes. Yeah. And Neil even says Scott and then he looks closely into his eyes. He says, Santa. And then they act like they've just seen a ghost or something. They're right. like blinded <laughs> by a light. <laughs> I think it's great. I love that. And then it's really cool. They, he parachutes down the toys, uh, which is kind of like Toy Story, the little toy soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very Tim Allen-like to have him on a parachute. But he, mm-hmm. it's the toys they've always wanted. They finally get them. That's right. The weenie whistle and mystery date. That's right. I remember really being curious about that game, mystery date, after watching that. That one, I mean, yeah, the weenie whistle too, but I don't know. I like board games a lot, so seeing that, I was like, oh, I want to try that, but never never, happened. never did? Never did. <laughs> never found uh, Never found mystery date. <laughs> well, in the second movie, when they had that scene where they all get the presents from their childhood that either they always wanted and never got, or is their favorite toy... It's like rock'em, sock'em robots. There's like a little, uh, those little ovens that you can cook in, like toy oh, ovens. Oh, yeah, like yeah. easy bake ovens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's that. There's a lot of things. It's really, really, I think these movies are very cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. One last thing I want, one last line from that scene that I really liked is when Neil says, he's sucking us into his delusions. And then he says something else, like he's going to such elaborate measures to bring in, like, Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there we go. We we did it. The Santa Claus. It's going to be a good Christmas this year. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully we get some snow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we're so close to Christmas, and now all the snow is melting suddenly. I'm not, I didn't even wear a coat getting over here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, real quick, uh, and then I'll give you a chance. You can give out Twitter bio or anything you want to promote. But uh, any movies that you're really looking forward to seeing this Christmas season? Any movies I'm looking forward to seeing this Christmas season? I am looking forward to seeing uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm planning on seeing that. Got good this reviews. Wednesday. Oh yeah, it looks so good too. And I loved, I loved the Miles Morales comics. So I'm excited to see him uh, get the big screen treatment. Um, and hopefully, you know, we get to see more of him. And then uh, I'm also, I am curious to check out the Sherlock and Holmes with uh, Will mm-hmm. Ferrell. And yeah, I think those are the those are the two movies that I think I'm really um, that I've really had my eye on. What about Deadpool Christmas? Deadpool Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once upon a Deadpool will be will be pretty fun. I've already, I think I, mean, yeah. I think I'll go to that matinee. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be great. It's so funny seeing him bring in Fred Savage also, and yeah. <laughs> and then um, I want to see the Mule, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Oh man, Clint Eastwood. He knows how to make him for sure. He's 89 years old, by the way, That's and he directed crazy. a movie, and it's getting good reviews. He starred in it. It looks awesome. That's crazy. 89 years old. I can't even imagine still working at that age. One more. Did you see Instant Family? No, but I really want to. Yeah, that'll um, be a good one. Yeah. That I one saw it. Looked, oh, yeah? How yeah. was it? 
that um it was very good i yeah. i was not expecting it to be as good as it was i thought it'd just be it looked like an adam sandler kind of goofy comedy but it, there was a lot more to it and it was, i thought it seemed realistic in terms of foster care um because that can be very challenging but it's got a good message good movie very heartwarming instantly that's one i forgot about but yeah that's another one i want to check out yeah for sure so yeah. well tommy um we'll get you out of here on this uh is there anything you want to promote? Any uh, film stuff you're working on? Uh, Twitter, social media handles. Go ahead. Uh, I've got nothing to promote right now. Uh, follow me on Instagram. I don't post much, but when I do, I, I, I try to make a count. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, what's the just, handle on that? Uh, the handle. That's a good question. I don't even. I think it's just my name. Uh, but <laughs> let me check that. Um, no, yeah, I'm just Tommy Weber on there, uh, and I've, you know I've posted a few things, and you know I'm hoping to uh, become more active on that uh, in the months to come. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. All right, great. Well, it was great having you here. Um, a lot of fun. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Merry Christmas to you as well. So that's it for this edition of Press on Sports. Uh, had a lot of fun talking about this movie. Was really looking forward to this one. Uh, this is a little bit of a surprise podcast because I didn't tell anyone this was coming out. So this is my special present to all of the listeners of Press on Sports. If you're just tuning into this for the first time, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast it is Press On Sports on iTunes. You can get in touch with me on Twitter. It's at the Jack Vita, the J A C K V I T A. So go ahead, drop a follow, get in contact with me, tweet me your thoughts, and uh, you can also leave a review on the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, whether it be YouTube. Other Spotify, yeah. I'm on there most places. Go ahead <laughs> or go ahead and subscribe. Uh, look forward to uh, keeping up with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs>